the Corps of Engineers. Engineers must be oriented and adapted to a multitude of tasks. The Army Corps of Engineers is raising the dam by 8 meters. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers lays out their response plan. We provide infrastructure assessment, temporary roofing, temporary emergency power. We help with debris assessment and removal operations. We also work with temporary housing. And he'll tell you there's no end to the types of services the engineers provide. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Strong Buffalo podcast. This is the place to get to know the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Buffalo District, our people, and our stories. My name is Jess Levinson, your host and public affairs specialist with the district. As worldwide novel coronavirus infections soar past 2 million, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has been tasked by FEMA to provide planning and engineering support to address medical facility shortages in the U.S. The Buffalo District plays a key role for this mission along the Great Lakes, supporting districts with facility assessments across Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New York. At the same time, the Buffalo District has not slowed down getting projects completed across the lower 38,000 square miles of watershed along Lakes Erie and Ontario. To learn more, we'll be hearing from key players in Buffalo, including the District Engineer Dave Romano and Chief of Special Projects Branch, Bill Kovalevsky. So let's jump right into it with Dave Romano. Dave, welcome to the Building Strong Buffalo podcast. How are you? <laughs> Great, Justin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. All right, so let's dive right into it. The Buffalo District is responsible for 38,000 square miles in New York, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Can you tell me about some of the missions the district executes on a regular basis? Yeah, Jess, absolutely. Um, right now we've got about a $150 million program in FY20. We, we just received our work plan from Congress. Uh, we have a full mission in navigation, flood risk management, construction general, uh, investigations and planning ecosystem restoration projects, constructing them. We're even doing work for a previous supplemental project and that involves coastal resiliency projects in, in Western New York and, and in Ohio, basically covering the Southern shores of Lake Erie. So we've got a healthy program right now across all business lines. We're doing the best we can to execute a mission in a very interesting time. Yeah, it is an interesting time, Dave, uh, especially executing every single one of those missions to the, to the best that we possibly can. And so I want to ask, we're in the middle of this global viral pandemic right now. How is COVID-19 affecting the missions that we have? Just the nation needs us right now, not just in the COVID mission where we're developing alternative care facilities to support hospitals that have overflows of COVID positive patients. We have our traditional mission and that's so important for the nation right now to keep the economy going to the best we can, but we have to think of new ways to deliver it, creative ways in this virtual environment. And most importantly, we have to do it in a way that's safe for our employees and the public. So those are some of the challenges we're dealing with now, but it, it's so important what we're doing on both fronts right now. Absolutely. And I know safety isn't always has been a, you know, a huge priority, but in terms of executing, 
assuming that it's done safely, right? How, how are we overcoming these challenges to keep our traditional missions going at the moment? Right, right. Well, you know, now that the term is business as usual, but we're not blind to the fact that some of our travel may be limited. It's going to be harder to get engineers and scientists into the field. And we may have to rely more on aerial photography and our, our expert GIS capabilities in the Buffalo district in the region. Uh, we, we have huge stakeholder engagement plans where, you know, PDTs, PMs, senior leaders are going out, touching base with sponsors, touching base with stakeholders to make sure they're informed and part of the process. And traditionally we're very used to doing that face to face and, and now we really need to take a step back and hold those meetings virtually, hold our PDT meetings virtually, and, and get back to the basics a little bit. So we're, we're really focusing on, on how we can best use our virtual tools to continue communicating uh, with the people that we need to and amongst uh, ourselves, like in, inter-organizational communication. Absolutely, absolutely. And they'll be, we're still learning. We're still early in this. Um, you know, it's easy to rely first, you know, get back to the basics in terms of meeting effectiveness. But I really look towards the technical teams and the districts, no matter where you sit, whether it's design, planning, regulatory, our resource managers or program analysts. Um, it, I look to everybody to see what are ways they're identifying to creatively deliver their own part of the program. We're all in this together. It's a change for everyone. Dave, as a boots on the ground employee, these people in design, these people in construction, what are you hearing from them about the challenges that they're facing in this time, whether it be you know uh, work-related or in their personal lives, how are they dealing with this and, and how is the Buffalo District helping? we do want to make sure that they're executing their work, their jobs safely. We do want to help ensure that they're at home being safe. You know, this social distancing is, is difficult with some of our jobs, whether it's, I think of the dive team, uh, perhaps the floating plant or survey, you know, they're in close proximity. So we need to make sure that those people are safe to execute their mission and, and, we adhere to the CDC guidance. We're constantly reviewing the information they put out, constantly reviewing the information the Army puts out. We have an outstanding safety team that's willing to personally engage with people, whether it's masks, gloves, rethinking how we do certain tasks in our activity hazard analysis. Um, th that's at the forefront of my mind, is to make sure that we execute the mission, we keep our people safe, so that our people are keeping the people around them safe when they go home. Do you notice any particular questions or misconceptions or general feelings that, that you hear uh, most often? In the past several weeks, the Corps of Engineers nationally is more visible than ever before. And it, it's amazing to hear my friends and family, or whether it's in the newspaper or people that I run into at, at the grocery store marvel at what the Army Corps of Engineers can do. So th there's every crisis brings opportunity, they say. And, and the opportunity for us was really to shine a spotlight on what we can do for the nation. Uh, 
how many times have you heard in your lane, Jess, hey, I never knew the Corps of Engineers could build a hospital. Well, we're set up to fight a fight like that overnight, you know, whether it's hospitals or coastal resiliency or, you know, hurricane response or any kind of disaster response. That's what we do. It's a huge part of our mission. And is there anything else you want to add before we end? I really just want to say thanks to our people. I'm so impressed. Uh, I am just so humble that our expertise, our capabilities, how they're calmly handling this chaos and executing their mission. Uh, they're continually to drive our program forward. You know, we in Buffalo, we're all about people, team, and mission. And people comes first for a reason, because that's who we are in Buffalo. Proud to be part of the team and, and looking forward to getting through this and seeing everybody again real soon. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here, Dave. I know you have important work to do, so I'll let you go, but stay safe out there. Thank you, Jess. All right, so we learned from Dave Romano how the Buffalo District is still continuing to execute our normal missions. We'll now hear from Bill Kovalevsky, who's heading the district's COVID-19 response efforts. Welcome to the podcast, Bill. I know you're extremely busy, so your time is greatly appreciated. Thanks, Jess. Glad to be here. So you're in charge of executing the Buffalo District's COVID-19 response efforts. Can you explain what's involved in that mission? So the first phase of this mission is the assessment phase. The overall mission is to identify and provide alternate care facilities for local hospitals needing extra bed space to treat COVID or non-COVID patients. So again, the first phase is assessment and the Buffalo District's mission is to go in the field and assess candidate facilities to see if they're suitable for use as an alternate care facility. And who are we working with to determine if these alternate care facilities will be constructed? So ultimately, uh, FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency, is directing the Corps and tasking us to perform these ACF missions. FEMA gives us our direction based upon the needs expressed to them by each state. And uh, our response, our direct customer is actually the lead core districts in New York, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. And that would be the New York, Baltimore, and Huntington districts. What goes into determining if an alternate care facility will be created uh, beforehand and then also during an assessment? How do you know if uh, this will be a suitable place? So we use some standard checklists that were developed for this mission to assess the size, configuration, and all of the engineering properties of the facility. Does it have adequate water, power, backup power, uh, fire suppression, fire detection? Basically, is it a suitable facility and um, can it accommodate patient care? Uh, for example, does it have hallways that are wide enough for two hospital gurneys with attending physicians to pass one another simultaneously? Um, does it have the appropriate mechanical systems to get the right air pressure and fresh air ventilation into the treatment rooms? Those are some examples of the things we look at. How many assessments have we done overall and what does the future of those assessments look like? I believe the final count for the Buffalo District was around nine different sites and 29 different buildings um, throughout New York, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. 
most of those were in the state of Ohio. And as of today, the 16th of April, um, the states of New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio have decided not to construct ACF facilities at the ones we assessed. Got it. How does it feel to be a part of this mission and helping the entire nation's healthcare infrastructure and the federal and state local response efforts? Uh, it's a great honor, and uh, everyone on the team is a volunteer, so they're eager to support the nation in this crisis. And uh, if you look over time, the Corps of Engineers is the go-to agency for all kinds of disasters, be it uh, hurricanes, floods, or in this case, a human health emergency. Glad to be a part of the team too, Bill. And uh, the last question is, any is there anything else you'd want to add? Uh, just that I think the overall core team did such a great job with so many volunteers willing to go out and you know sacrifice uh, potentially their own health and, and the safety and security of their families, you know, getting out on the front lines in this case to uh, get ahead of the curve and do what we can to provide nation with uh, alternate care facilities. Great work, Bill. It's appreciated not only amongst uh, your coworkers, but across the nation. Thank you so much for being here and keep up the awesome job. There you have it, folks. The premiere episode of Building Strong Buffalo. We're living and working in a time of tremendous change. And the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is adapting and innovating to deliver engineering solutions to our nation's toughest challenges. If you want to learn more about the Buffalo District, check out the description for our website and social media pages. We'll be uploading new episodes of the podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. So check your app. Thanks for listening and essay on.